We keep things rolling here on the Sports Cubicle. I'm your host, Mike Mercado. He's the one, the only, Paul Shavari. And our neighbors in Indianapolis, Indiana, just hosted the NBA All-Star Game. And while Steph and Sabrina killed it, and while Dame Lillard won one of three-point contests, and I guess the dunk contest happened, the All-Star Game also happened. And I know, Paul, there's a lot of people talking about the game itself. And we could spend a second talking about how defense doesn't exist anymore in these games, and it's literally a free-for-all, and they don't care. We Anthony Edwards says he doesn't care. Luka Doncic says he doesn't care. Really fast, before we get into what I actually want to talk about in this whole scenario, your thoughts on what we saw on quote-unquote NBA All-Star Game. All right, before everyone dismisses my opinion because I don't watch the NBA All-Star Game, hear me out. I haven't watched it since like the 90s, and it's not that I don't like it. Like, I'll catch some highlights. Maybe if it's on, I'll watch it for a minute, but... It's just a big exhibition game with a bunch of players, you know, that are well-known running around. It's the same as the Pro Bowl in the NFL. I don't really get down with that either. It's fun. It's awesome that they do it. But, and especially with those two types of sports, football and basketball, you really don't want to have anyone get hurt, you know, like in any sport. But those are the types of games where when you do turn it up all the way, those notches, people do get hurt. You know, so there's no point. So it's a giant shoot around exhibition. You know, this year, I think it was, uh, what, 200 points the first time that that any team had scored. And over the years, it's been trending in this direction, you know, especially with the way teams shoot nowadays and how good of shooters people are. And they're taking open shots. It's just going to be just a shoot around the whole time. It's not about the game. Forget the score. Forget who gets the bragging rights and who won. It's the fact that when you look out there, there is 10 studs on that floor. I uh, On my algorithm, on my YouTube al- algorithm, it came up the other day, the 1987 NBA All-Star Game in Seattle. So it was so cool seeing the starting lineup come sure, out. I mean, sure. like, the East in that, check out the starting lineup for the Eastern Conference in 1987. So, of course, MJ, Michael Jordan, uh, Larry Bird, Moses Malone, uh, Dominique Wilkins, and, oh, gosh, it's going to kill me now. I can't believe Moses was uh, still, yeah, yeah, I guess no, by 87 it, yeah, it still yeah. makes sense, right? Because um, the Sixers went to the finals in 86. Oh, and uh, uh, Dr. J playing in his last Of course, yeah, game. yeah, yeah. yeah. The like, there's the like Sixers, five yeah. Hall of Famers yeah, yeah. right there. <laughs> so there's yeah. that, you know, and, and it's not that the whole game was that, you know, it's like there were some dudes that they named that I'd never heard of, like, you know, like uh, something Joe, Joe Barry, something Joe Barry from Golden State, you know. The, but that's kind of the fun of it, too, is who was good at that time, regardless of how great they are, you know? So so you do want to see a Luka Doncic, but I saw Jalen Brunson was playing in the All-Star game this year. He's been having a great year. I saw Jalen Brunson 10 years ago with Stevenson High School. So sure. you know, it's, it's things like that. Yeah. So it's it's awesome that they do it. The game is kind of a joke itself, but it's supposed to be all about having fun. As far as the dunk contest, they need to go back to like the big stars doing it. Because that was part of it too, is they show the dunk contest from 87. And I, I forgot who was involved with that, but I, you know, I saw something with like over the years how Jordan was in it and Dominique Wilkins was in it. You know, it used to be about the big name player playing in the dunk contest. And now it's a bunch of nobodies, kind of some casuals. Like, even if LeBron had some lame dunks, I'm sure he would uh, annihilate that ball through that rim and we'd all enjoy seeing him do it. Um, I, I think I think we're owed that. I think we're owed a dunk contest where even if the dunks are casual, we're seeing guys like LeBron James or, or Giannis or um, 
I don't know, a, a name name a star that you think would be perfect for that. You know, sure. Joel Embiid or something. You know, I, I I don't know, but but I think I think that's how you get it back to to where it is. You know, and and kind of where I was going to. Um, uh, baseball is the only sport I think that you can turn it up all the way to the full matches and still have it be a competitive game. And I think they blew it when it doesn't count anymore. You know me, I was one of in the minority of people, probably in the five percent of the population that thought that MLB should go back to all star games that count. So I will say I am a staunch disbeliever in that. I think you the oh, all star game saw some of the best baseball so, ever played. And ever. That is, that's a fun You're conversation. You're talking about like you turn on RBI baseball on hard <laughs> mode. Seriously, <laughs> American baseball. League versus we'll National talk League. about that come summertime yeah. when we need something to fill a weekend <laughs> conversation. But we I want a whole summer yeah, of baseball, guys. Uh-huh. There's yeah so, Olympics. We got Olympics. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I to, there's a few things, right? I think this all comes down to one word competitiveness. I think if the score doesn't matter, when it seems like the players care, where there seems like there's some effort on both offense and defense. I think if you're looking at the 80s, the reason it mattered is because the players thought it mattered. And the funny thing, and I've heard a lot of people talk about this, especially people who talk about basketball, watch basketball in the offseason when it's not in the news. You see a lot of these dudes playing basketball rec ball with schlubs or with other NBA players with nobody watching, and they're some of the most competitive games. More dangerous than all-star games when it comes to the severity of what you could potentially hurt yourself. So this idea that we need to pay them more, owners or the sponsors need to pay the players more to care more in the all-star weekend is a fallacy to me. I'm all about the people getting their bag, but don't tell me that giving them an extra million dollars is going to make them more competitive. Just giving them an extra million dollars. What makes it more competitive is them being more competitive. Kobe Bryant and LeBron James over the last 10 years, the reason the All-Star game felt competitive is because Kobe made it competitive. Giannis makes it competitive. Who's to stop anybody? You know, you're saying out of like 50 guys going, there's got to be at least one, you know, that's going to turn it up and be like, yo, I'm going to throw down 50 tonight. No, because the problem is, is you have guys like, and I love these players, Luka Doncic, doesn't care. Jokic doesn't like, care. Uh, Brunson or but, you know what is what I'm Brunson? Like, what is what's he gonna do? Put up fifty shots like Carl Anthony Towns? Like you, and, well, and, I, and I know too the coach isn't probably gonna put Brunson just, into the most minutes anyway because people didn't come to see Brunson. And Tyler Halliburton. You know? Like there's yeah, also like yeah. the way that you try to to move these these votings. And I just think you can't put too much stock in All Star games because they're All Star games. It's supposed to be an exhibition. So if it's an exhibition, I don't think there should be any necessarily expectations on it except for well, if you're pros, I expect some form of Competitiveness to come out and be an entertaining yeah. game. But so you, anybody you're, asks for, you're just rotating guys in and out all the time. Then, you know, just then like doesn't a matter. Different collection of ten guys that it's just these are great players right now. And I think part of it too is like the personalities of these players who are in their twenties and and early twenties. And a lot of these European players, they just they don't look at it the same way that dudes like Kobe and Carter and Iverson we're and Shaq in, and Duncan and Garnett were looking at it twenty years ago. We're in the load management era too, so the but, idea of playing a full eighty-two games is already a lot for these guys. And I understand, like, we've, I, we've talked about it here on the show, like, I do think it's dangerous that they did put that limit of 65 games on there because there's a difference of, you don't need to set a rule of, like, you have to play these amount of games to win an award I, or be part of All-NBA. there should be any cap. If teams want to load manage, let them load, load manage. Man- and, and here's the thing, too. Award voters are not going to vote for you if you don't play games. So it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. If Kevin Durant only plays 20 games, guess what? He's not going to win an MVP. Yeah. So you don't have to put a cap on it. Otherwise, you get situations where dudes are coming back too early yep. and then they're getting hurt. Teams manage it the way they get however many players. If you can't, if you don't have enough depth to win without your guy, then you weren't good enough to be there. So, really fast, this is what we were all circling back to is now that the All Star game, though, has new rules for a city to host the game. And this comes to Joe Masato from the Oklahoman, who says the new three rules 
you have to have 7,250 hotel rooms and a minimum of three five-star hotels, a convention center of 650,000 square feet of exhibition space, and number three, 75 non-stop domestic flights and at least 20 international flights just goes to show what we're talking about the the vibes that the nba is doing everything they can to cater to its all-stars to its stars to its sponsors it is up to them to answer the bell you can't try to find ways to fix the all-star game the all-star game is what it is it's a showcase of your stars put it in vegas every year so the super bowl kind of proved that vegas can host a party sure, the all-star game will never be as big as the super bowl but it'll still be an event for sports the super bowl won't be in vegas every year no. they should have every february just kind of bump it to to around that weekend things that travel like that to major cities should be showcased in the world-class cities of the United States. Things that should travel city to city are drafts, draft lotteries, things like that. Yeah. You can have the NBA draft in Indianapolis, yeah. in Cleveland, Ohio. You can have it in Kansas City. You can have the NFL draft anywhere. I think people don't get down for it as much oh, in they, cities, oh, though. Oh, here they, in Chicago, they, yeah, okay. the, the, the yeah, NFL Chicago's draft. Different. Don't, don't ever judge it by no, Chicago. No, sure. The NFL, NFL draft, draft is different. NFL, yeah, NFL I was going to say, cool. yeah, yeah, that yeah NFL draft's it. a little yeah. different. But we'll I saw when Kansas City had a big party. Yeah, Nashville did. Like, we've seen the NFL So maybe it's there. Maybe the, the the market really for to have both your cake and eat it too is major cities, warm climate cities get Super Bowls and NBA All Star games and all, mm-hmm. MLB well, All Star games. Resort cities, places that people want to travel to, and can travel accommodate cities. people. Yes. Yeah, travel cities. Yeah, and everybody else, including sometimes those travel but, cities, but get I think drafts and whatnot. Indianapolis can accommodate that. But I think you're talking about now. We're talking about specifically the NBA. You're talking about vibes checks. Yeah. Does Indianapolis yeah. check the vibe? But I'm thinking like Indianapolis will have to host a Super Bowl at some point. Again, Just right? yeah, logistically, I you would think, think Lucas Oil at some point will have it to. has already. It has already. Yeah. Real question is, let me ask you this. MetLife, obviously, because of the New York background, yeah. hosted the one Super Bowl, but because of how scared they are of a weather event happening in the East Coast, we haven't seen it since. Chicago being a travel world-class city, if it gets the dome, like we yeah. might be talking, again, a story we'll be talking about for, for sure, months and yeah. months, does it become a legitimate rotation Super Bowl, or is it one of those every 10, 15 years they'll Probably go back every to Chicago? 10 or 15 years because it's going to be a weather event. That's you what know, I'm like, saying. It's, Regardless it's of a never, dome. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know what people do out and about outside of the Super Bowl, you know, but it's like getting in and out of the stadium, it's going to be cold. Getting out there, it's going to be cold. But when it's like, yeah, come to our wonderful Super Bowl radio row, and it's like everyone's wearing parkas, right. you know, having to travel through blizzards in order to do it. You know, we got lucky this year. If if we hosted the Super Bowl this year, it was like 40 degrees out that day. And everyone would have been talking about how marvelous of a city Chicago is, even though it gets a little chilly at night, you know. So, but, but it's not yeah. going to be like that every winter. Every, like, February 12th, it's going to be, like, 10 degrees out and, like, 15 inches of snow on the ground. I'm so glad you said this. And this is a fun segment because this is why I think— I don't know how Minnesota did it. Well, let me ask you this. There are some cities, though, that get passes. Boston, Chicago, Philadelphia, New York. We know it snows. We know it's cold. Yeah. And almost it's like a rite of passage where you're like, yeah, people who travel to the city are like, oh, I, I got the full New York winter experience. I got the full Chicago experience. People don't give Cleveland and Indianapolis that grace. They're like, yeah. no, Milwaukee, for example. Yeah. Like, if it's cold in Milwaukee, they just crap all over Milwaukee. Yeah. They won't crap on Chicago the same way. It's weird. Like, some cities 
get the pass of like, yeah, it's snow. Yeah, it's, it's cold. It's a cool city. It, I think know? that's so, all it is. So it's still like, vibes. You know, it's like you're you're braving the cold, you know, and sometimes it looks like uh, majestic in the snow sure. and the ice, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think because Chicago has just that reputation, the city of big shoulders, yeah. you know, that hard-nosed working class city. It's like, yeah, and we have to get through a blizzard to do it every now and then, you know. Yeah, to watch the, <laughs> yeah, and watch the bears. Yeah, yeah. All right, buddy. That was a lot of fun. I thought I just wanted to bring this up, like the craziness that of the weekend that was the NBA All-Star Game, the new rules, and how just the sports world is going crazy, and everything is about these TV deals and making it a spectacle. Everybody's trying to catch up to the Super Bowl. Like, that's all it is. It's like, you're all trying to catch up to the Super Bowl, and my friends, it's hard to get 50 4 million people to watch your sporting event. He's Paul Shavari. I'm Mike Mercado.